Hey everybody, I'm Brian Grossman, Editor-in-Chief of the Colorado Springs Independent, and this is the Indy 15, the show that recaps everything you need to know in the news. Our guest in studio today is reporter, reporter Greta Anderson-Johns, who's hey, going to be talking about a busy couple news weeks. Yeah. So, hey Greta, welcome to the Indy 15. Hey, thanks for having me again. Yeah, sure. So the first thing I wanted to get to was uh, the cover story. This is the first podcast we've done since November 19th. We had one pre-recorded for... Uh, the Thanksgiving holiday, and everybody knows, you know, November 19th was the day the Club sh- the club Q shooting took place. Um, and we did some breaking news stuff while it was going on, but then we took a week and you sort of uh, took a deeper dive and wrote not far enough. So yeah. uh, I'll hold it up so everybody can see it. But uh, yeah, tell us about the story. Yeah, um, I think just a quick recap about the event itself. Mm-hmm. Um, a shooter entered Club Q November 19th um, during a Saturday night, busy club night. Um, It's an LGBTQ club on North Academy Boulevard. Um, He opened fire and killed five people um, injured. I think the count is now 22 people. Mm -hmm. Um, That's changed a couple times since it occurred. Um, But the shooting suspect was identified as Anderson Lee Aldrich. um, And a big focus uh, since he was identified was Um, He was arrested in June 2021 for uh, making a bomb threat to his mother. Um, The DA never pursued those charges. We're not really sure why. Um, The case was dropped and sealed, so they're unable to comment um, on what really happened with those charges. Um, And also a a big focus has been why wasn't he um, uh, pursued for a red flag um, law? You know, he's he's apparently still had weapons in his possession. So that's been kind of one angle of this story. And then, of course, the other angle is the um, targeting of an LGBTQ club. Um, Lots of people, he was preliminary charged with um, a bias-motivated crime. So there is suspicion that um, this was an anti-LGBTQ hate crime. Mm -hmm. Um, And since the shooting, the community has responded as such. Um, City Hall, they unfurled the the sacred pride flag or a section of it um, that was displayed after the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando. Um, that was the the day before Thanksgiving. Um, Which and is the cover here. yes, mm-hmm. yeah, um, beautiful photos by by our photographer mm-hmm. Brian Aller. Um, and politicians in the city and statewide have also been speaking, um, and nationwide. No, have, I was say yeah, nationally, yeah, have been speaking. Um, you know, assuming it is an anti-LGBTQ hate crime. Um, And so for this story, what I aimed to do was speak with um, as many people in that community as I could, um, including lots of folks who were um, activists for LGBTQ rights when Amendment 2 was passed and advocated for very heavily here in the Springs. Um, People like um, Carolyn Cathy, um, who's been a longtime activist, um, and, and organized against Amendment 2. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Scorman, um, who welcomed a lot of activists into his bar around that time and later became a, a city council person. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few others, a, a former mayor, um, Mary Lou Makepeace, mm-hmm. um, lots of people who have kind of this longer term perspective of what the Springs was like for the LGBTQ community back in the 1990s and what's changed since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really interesting to, you know, of course, all of them were very shocked. I wouldn't say, and we we had talked about this, like, there is shock at the shooting, but also not surprised 
surprise because the Springs does have this history of anti-LGBTQ rhetoric that Mm -hmm. has been around because of religious institutions like Focus on the Family, which is headquartered here, Um, other evangelical Christian rhetoric that is anti-LGBTQ. I talked a lot with folks about the rhetoric permeating in our our school boards right now, and that's as – Uh, the education reporter, the one who's been focusing on education, that to me kind of stood out as the main Mm -hmm. epicenter for that type of rhetoric right now. Um, But I I spoke with these folks and and they were, they had thought we had come further from this. um, And so that's where I think the surprise came from for that older generation. Mm -hmm. Um, However, in talking with people who are visiting the memorial, um, younger LGBTQ people who some of whom specifically moved here because they heard of how welcoming it was compared to huh. in this particular instance, I spoke with a, um, a an LGBTQ couple who came here from rural Illinois and they said, well, we didn't feel accepted there. We had heard about the Springs and they were frequented Club Q, felt that the community was really strong. Huh. And so it was kind of this other perspective of maybe they didn't know the history of the city as well um but folks thought it had changed yeah um and this kind of set that back i think in a lot of ways in people's minds yeah well and now this is uh at least the third mass shooting that I can think of. And you mentioned focus on the family, which was also the target of a mass shooting. Uh, I don't recall the year exactly, but uh, there were people killed up there. Then we had the Planned Parenthood shooting. And then just Colorado as a state is sort of a mess when it comes to to guns. And it's interesting. You mentioned the red flag law because that's, that's a big part of this too. And the counties that, you know, where sheriff's offices are willing to enforce it. And El Paso County has said in the past, the sheriff's office here, that that's not something they're interested in, along with the district attorney. So uh, we'll see if things change now going forward. Yeah. And I think pretty – these are pretty recent comments by uh, Governor Polis, Mm -hmm. um, but there's some discussion about potentially expanding the law to include other people who could flag others um, under the red flag law. So start that process of getting a court involved, um, having some, the the way it works is there's some sort of hearing um, where a judge can decide whether this person is a danger to themselves or others and Mm -hmm. whether they should have uh, arms in their possession. Um, But the discussion now is expanding that to more groups. So right now, as the law is um, written, it mostly, I I think it's only like family members can petition the court for one, um, as well as police Mm -hmm. um, can petition the court. Um, Now there's talk about, you know, if um, a medical professional like a therapist, maybe? Yeah, or? maybe see somebody having a mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, could they intervene? Um, other people in the community, um, and I can't remember exactly the other categories that have yeah. been discussed, but, you know, Expand making, it. yeah, and making it perhaps more effective um, by expanding that. But then group. do the sheriff's offices still have to be on board right. for yeah, that Yeah, I mean, work, that's the question. Who's um, going to enforce it, right? It's not a therapist isn't going to go to somebody's house yeah. and say, I need your guns, right? Right. So. Yeah, and I think the the language that was used when the red flag law passed here in El Paso County was we are a sanctuary county right, for right. the second amendment. So, I think it's going to depend a lot on the politics, but also, mm-hmm. you know, the the sheriff's office is and the mayor too are being very they're under a microscope right now for Not whether sure. they did Enough. Enough. Yeah. Like whether they could have prevented this and what about that 
sanctuary city rhetoric mm-hmm. might have contributed to him continuing to be able to have arms. Well, and we're, we're also not sure where he got them. Right. So but lots they, of But questions. they knew based on what had happened in 2021 that this person was maybe a danger to himself right. and others. I think we can say that for sure. Right, based um, on what happened with the, the bomb Yeah, and I, I think there's going to be a lot that spills out of this over the next yeah, couple months. rightfully so, I think. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, we won't lighten things up really a whole lot. Yeah. But you, you also, for, for uh, next week's paper, wrote something about the book challenges that are happening in District 11. Yeah. Uh, so no no formal book challenges oh, okay. have been filed yet um, in D11. D20 is where those the formal, formal mm-hmm. that that process um, that that exists, people can fill out a form and say, I, I don't right. want this in the library. That started in D20. Right. Now discussions have started in right. D11. Sort of the process there. Yeah. So talk talk about what you learned yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's this group in D11. Um, it began, I believe, over the summer called the D11 Achievement Alliance, um, one of several groups um, in El Paso County districts that um, have popped up for um, aimed at conservative parents, supporting the conservative school board members mm-hmm. um, that flipped a lot of majorities of boards um, around Colorado Springs in November 2021. Um, but they have created these binders and I actually attended one of their meetings in early November to kind of see what was up. They had sent this email saying we found uh, quote unquote pornographic material uh-huh. in D11 libraries, um, piqued some people's interest. Um, there were not too many people there at that particular meeting, but they had these binders um, full of um not the books themselves, but a website from another group that examines uh, school content mm-hmm. for not legally obscene material, but things that conservatives might find questionable. Right. Um, a couple of examples that I saw were like um, depictions of women in like dominatrix outfits. Um, some were much more mild, like that was at a high school, right? To yes, be clear. Okay, yes. Right. That book is only at one high school. Right. Um, and there was one with some nudity. It sounded like, yeah, but, yeah. Breasts, which would have been a big deal in my high school, but okay. I can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, in the day, <laughs> I think it I would think, have been checked out all the time. <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's the, a, a funny thing about this conversation is, um, as we've been talking about, like, these book ban battles, uh, some parents who are against any books being banned have said, well, why are we even bringing attention to these books? Kids might not have not have even checked them out the ever. Internet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was actually an, a comment, too, by um, Superintendent Michael Gall to me was like, why don't we take away kids' phones then? Because mm-hmm. they have they already have access to all of these things. Much um, worse, sure. Lots of these books have not even ever been checked out um, or were checked out once or twice. Um, and some – and I think this is where the concern lies on the, the other side of the aisle um, for groups like Neighbors for Education, which is very progressively minded. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked with a, a parent there who actually attended that same meeting that I did. Um, but th- their concern is – the, the books that are being targeted are also LGBTQ inclusive mm-hmm. content. So, for example, drama, um, which is a much more mild book. It's available in elementary, middle and high schools. Um, but it basically just introduces um, kids with bisexual and gay identities. Mm-hmm. There's no not that no I saw. No, yeah, like exactly. That. So it's like. 
are they sticking only to what they call pornographic material or is this going to bleed into anti-LGBT? Who draws the line and why? Yeah, yeah. And it has already also bled into anti-racism books and Mm -hmm. um, black history books up in D20. So it's like there's examples of this spreading far beyond explicit content and into, um, you know, content that people find would be good for kids to learn like right. LGBTQ history. That's another discussion. It's the social study standards and whether that involves LGBTQ history. And there are groups out there like moms for Liberty that have explicitly stated, we don't want LGBTQ content in schools. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard to kind of draw the line between a group like D11 achievement Alliance, which says we're just looking for explicit material. And then moms for Liberty, which also has access to these binders. A few of their members were at that same meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, really a huge sort of First Amendment uh, issue. Yeah. You know, freedom freedom of speech. There's no age limit. So, yeah. uh, you know, what what are we allowed to talk about and, and see in public schools and that sort of thing? So, yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the Neighbors for Education parent, um, who obviously a little bit more liberally minded, mm-hmm. um, she acknowledged that there is room to discuss whether – pornographic or obscene content is in schools. But I think when we continue these conversations, we need to be examining exactly what these books have in them Mm -hmm. um, and also going beyond this um, website from a group in Florida that's identifying this content and and not taking that at face value and like examining more of what the actual books say. So I think that's going to be important as we go through this and how much are you willing to centralize who gets to say what about local education too so you mentioned this is a group that's not local who's put together these booklets about you know be cautious of of this book or that book but they're what happens in florida doesn't necessarily reflect what's happening in colorado right and especially florida right with public schools and don't say gay and like you can't there's no question in florida whether or not you can have this material in schools it's it's entirely banned right and and another important thing to note is when you go on this website there's i think hundreds of titles that they've flagged Uh and many of them are not even in d11 schools schools. so it's like which is a big waste of time for everybody here yeah yeah and and on that note you know on the formal book challenge process you talk about how yeah there's time intensive it is there's been a lot of commentary about you know how much resources should we really dedicate to responding to a single parent's book challenge you have to form these committees filled with multiple staff members who take time out of their day. You have to buy the book for every single person on the committee. If it makes it to another committee, that's another entire committee that has to be built out of more staff members um, and then eventually could make it to the board. So it's like, Mm -hmm. is this worth spending the time and resources when there's one parent, at least this is the case in D20, there was one parent who objected to two books. Yeah. Well... Uh, let's move on. Yeah. Um, you've had two covers in a row and this is light. Let's talk about your yes. next cover. What did you do for the next cover? <laughs> so I wrote again, this is my second uh-huh. uh, year doing this one that are about our um, great indie bake-off yep. where we have a, a cookie contest in the office. Um, and it was really fun. I actually had time this year to participate. Um, so that was fun. I, I love baking and um, got one of those KitchenAid 
mixers that everyone puts on their wedding registry. Oh yeah, you <laughs> yeah. got one of those. Yes, nice. and I've been using it um, a lot. Yeah. So do you video um, your, Do you film yourself? I Are you don't. preparing it? No? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But um, my husband says I'm making him really fat. So, <laughs> so it's working. <laughs> it is working. Nice. Um, all part of my plan. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was really fun. It was yeah. a small, uh, smaller. It was. Group. It was small. It yeah, was small. smaller than last I, year. I described it as intimate. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was the most intimate cookie contest yeah. we've had. So. Um, but it was fun. I loved um, that we had two judges who work at bakeries in the city. Um, I think that was that was new this year. Yep, um, it was. And it I was wish you hadn't little... said that because then we have to name them, and I can't think of their names off the um, top of my head. Pat from Mary's. I can remember their first names. Uh-huh. Pat from Mary's, Mary's Mountain. Mountain Cookies uh-huh. and. And then uh, Jen from Snowberry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they're great. And I was really nervous to have them taste my cookies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm proud to say that Jen said they were baked perfectly. So. And what place, what place did you get? I got second That's to Maddie. Good. Did you see in my story, though, that Maddie – I thought this was really funny. Remember those cookies last year? Because you were a judge last year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't remember. But there, she made – the same cookie with peppermint on top. Oh. And, and did I criticize said, the peppermint yeah, last Yeah, nobody year? liked the peppermint. So she told me afterwards, she was like, I just made the same cookie and took the peppermint off. And it won. And it won. Yeah. So So I'm on to something. Pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> she took notes. Um, All right. And it worked. So. And that's coming out <laughs> December 7th. We've got the recipes for all of the participants in there. All four. Um, (laughs) yeah. So be sure to check out the cookie issue December 7th. Well, uh, thank you, Greta Anderson Johns for being in the studio today. We appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to pick up this week's paper. I'm not even going to pick it up. I'm just going to point to it this week's paper, uh, and the cookie paper next week. It's, this is available at newsstands and digitally through our website, csnd.com. Let us know what you thought about the show and the paper. This show was produced by Dave Gardner and Nick Raven and directed by Nick Raven. The video cast is distributed by Sean Cassidy. Dustin Glatz is our art director. Amy Gillentine is our publisher. I'm editor in chief Brian Grossman. Be sure to join us next week for another Indie 15.